0: If you're joining us, we're just going to give people a couple of seconds to join before we officially get started. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest installment of Club Solutions Thought Leader's Digital Roundtable Series. Um, Today's topic is Top Trends for the New Year, and it is sponsored by ASF Payment Solutions. Um, For those who don't know me, my name is Taylor Brown, and I'm the assistant editor of Club Solutions, and I'm filling in for Rachel while she's on maternity leave. Her and her husband, Andrew, welcomed a baby boy last Thursday, so both are doing well, Um, but you'll get to see me for the next couple of months. To kick things off, I'm just gonna have our wonderful panelists go around and introduce themselves, say a little bit about their facility and share a fun fact with everyone. So Frank, let's start with you.
1: Thank you, Taylor. So my name is Frank Lawrence, uh, Little Rock Athletic Centers in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Uh, we have four clubs. They're all large uh, multi-purpose facilities. So tennis, swimming, uh, fitness and family are four pillars that we operate uh, under. Um, and, um, you know, the fun fact, uh, I was just sharing with the group that Arkansas is the, uh, rice capital, uh, of the world and the duck capital of the world. So I happen to be on a duck hunting trip right now and, uh, taking a break to, uh, to do this call. So
0: thanks for making time <laughs> Asaf. Let's, let's go to you next.
2: Sure. Thank you. My name is Asaf Gal. I'm a crunch fitness franchisee in New York city. So I have three clubs in uh, one in Brooklyn, Bronx, and Queens. Each they're fitness only, about fifteen to twenty thousand square feet, and uh, there's nothing to make you feel boring, like thinking about your fun fact. And so, so mine for now is that I was I was born in Israel, and specifically on a kibbutz. So I'm not sure if anyone knows what that is, but it's basically like a socialist little community. So living in New York City is quite a, quite a step from there.
0: Interesting, Joe.
3: Hi, my name is Joe Cerulli. I have uh, three centers in Gainesville, Florida, and you know all the different facilities that you would think of, including rehabilitation. And uh, I have a couple of boutique facilities uh, also in uh, Tampa, Florida, and Clearwater, Florida. So, um, you know, I don't know if it's a fun fact or not, but uh, you know, mo- most everyone I know goes out and plays ball. I tried playing at once. And I hit the ball, and I walked to it, and I hit the ball, and I jogged to it, and I hit the ball, and I sprinted to it, and I figured I could turn this into a workout. So from there on out, there was never anybody that wanted to play golf with me. So I uh, I became a pilot, and I uh, so I, I, I've i been flying for a long time, and I still fly every weekend, and it's still, I looked at it, I figured that's my game of golf.
4: Jerk? Sure. I don't know if I can beat that fun fact, but um, my name is Cher Harris, and I am at at the Houstonian Club. It is a multi-purpose luxury club in Houston, Texas, and my fun fact is that I went to high school in South Africa, and my mom is South African, and I spent seven years over there uh, before coming back to the States and going to college. some good fun facts.
0: Um, thank you all so much for taking time to join me today. Let's just dive right in. Um, first, I kind of want to talk about before we talk about the new year, I want to talk about this past year and how it went for you all. So how was 2022 um, for you all in terms of rebounding from the last few years? What changes do you plan on making from the lessons you've learned this past year? And Asaf, let's start with you
2: sure thanks um you know one of the things i was thinking about is the phrase all politics is local so you know all trends are local all rebounding is local being in new york city we're probably you know quite a bit behind uh, some others so 2022 we we started to see the light again uh check ins on average were about up 12% between the the clubs bit of a variance group fitness started coming back finally. so it's about double what it was in 2021 um and we're just i think like most people seeing strength is king and and we can reduce some cardio so you know as we look ahead we'll be rebalancing our cardio installing some lifting platforms and you know like like the things most people are hearing about and talking about serving the needs of the current consumer and that seems to be what it is
0: awesome Cher. what about you
4: well um texas wasn't closed for that long so we rebounded fairly quickly um we're very fortunate uh, in that respect. 2022 has been a great year for us. Uh, we weren't sure because we've been under a major renovation for the last 20 months. Um, and we're about to finish up in December. And we were, half our building was under construction. So our members really had to, in our prospects, had to deal with a lot of construction, a lot of noise, um, an ugly facility for a long period of time. But overall, sales have been really good. Participation is back to normal, um, co- pre-COVID levels. Uh, we've we came uh, Group X has never been an issue for us. We have a very high participation with um, Group X, so we never suffered any um, loss there. Uh, but you know, all all good. You know, I'm looking forward to 2023. Um, the economy is a concern for us. Um, you know, as it is for everyone and our, our sales for November and December have slowed down um, pretty significantly. Um, so that could be alarming, um, you know, going into 2023. Joe, what about you?
3: Well, when we look at like revenues and where there was growth and where there wasn't a massive amount of growth, um, membership has come back strong. Renewals have come back strong and we're actually ahead of where we were uh, years ago in 2019. Um, all the different boutiques we have are doing well. Uh, there's, there's probably two areas that have not come back at the speed or to the level we were pre-COVID and that's personal training, which seems to be somewhat of a trend around the country. You know, we've, we've rebounded a lot, but not to where we were. And the other is, um, you know, unlike um, share we we uh, the Group X area has not grown back, has not come back to where it was. Cycling has not come back to where it was. Pool programs exceeded where it was. So I'm not totally sure about why those things are in those different areas, but um, those seem to be the slower areas. All the other boutiques strong membership, strong renewal, strong. So overall, revenues are strong. So we just got to get those two areas up to up to par. Will be will be we'll beyond where we were
1: by a lot. and Frank. Yeah, I think uh, a little bit like Sharon, and Joe. I mean, all the metrics of check ins to membership levels to revenue levels in 2022 were were all exceptional. Probably uh, will be our best year uh, in in all areas uh, for us. So. Uh, again, unlike um, uh, New York and some other coastal uh, areas, we were not closed very long, so we we've had a really nice 2022. So, good news is is I think those areas will bounce back uh, because I think we're ahead of them, and and we had a really good year. Uh, much like Joe, a few things Group X uh, a little slower. Joe, our personal training has bounced back in the last quarter. Uh, we're we're probably near. I wouldn't say record levels, but we're near uh, definitely pre-COVID levels in personal training. And so uh, seeing some nice trends uh, there.
0: Well, it sounds like everything is trending up, which is always good to hear. Um, so kind of the main topic of today's discussion is what trends do you all think will be paramount next year? What should operators keep their eyes on? What, what are you kind of keeping your eye on? And Joe, we'll start with you on this one.
3: I think one of the most critical things, and this is where we work the hardest, is um, making sure we differentiate our company by our staff, not just by facilities. I mean, everybody's got quite similar things, except for maybe the Houston Club. Not everybody has that. But um, for most of us, we have a lot of similar areas. So that's where the huge push on our side was and it was kind of interesting like a lot of places it was slow as far as getting people applying after all of this occurred um i i had them change the signage so we were not saying help wanted i got an idea from a friend we shifted it around and said not hiring um just anybody because just anybody was coming in for a long time And then the other thing was actually making sure that we were getting back to all of our training, similar to how we did it before all of this occurred, because once the pandemic hit, a lot of things changed in the way we brought people in for training or did it on Zoom or uh, whatever. So that's where a huge focus is for us, making sure we have the right leaders, the right people throughout the entire organization.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of clubs are struggling in the staff and hiring department. So it's good to hear that that's what you're focusing on.
2: Absolutely.
0: Myself, what about you? What trends do you think are going to stand out?
2: Um, you know, before I go into that, I would just echo what Joe said. Uh, you know, I think about that sometimes, too, especially as a franchisee. You have a bit of a cookie cutter approach. It's like, how, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you set yourself apart in the market? And it's not by facility. Someone can always outspend you. Um the, the differentiator that, that can remain is your team and, and how you develop them. So I'm just echoing that big time. Um, I think one of the things that has been going on for a little while and, and continues to be an issue for us is the advertising changes. You know, when the gold rush started on Facebook advertising, you could just go and get leads at an incredibly low rate or dollar amount. And with Apple and Facebook changing some of their approach to ability to track clearly and and see and follow people along the internet and advertise them directly Um, so we're shifting from social spend to uh actually tv commercials kind of going back to where things used to be hulu uh local cable 30 second youtube ads and that seems to be going pretty well for us it's an opportunity to speak clearly about who we are and how we're different rather than just a two second scroll through on a social feed
0: interesting frank
1: Yes. Yeah, so, again, the, those are great points, uh, you know, for us. And you, you'll probably hear me say this quite a bit. My focus in 2023 and I think for organizations around pickleball, uh, we're about to invest a significant amount of money and build a large indoor facility. Uh, so um, uh, that is going to be the big focus uh, for us uh, in, in 2023 and beyond.
0: If I had a dollar for every time I heard the word pickleball this year. I'd be doing pretty good, so I think you're on something there. Chair, <laughs> sure.
4: and to that and pickleballers are loud and proud. Let me tell you, um, we are also building a pickleball facility, and um, but it won't be indoors, unfortunately. But it's going to be great. Uh, we're adding eight um, standalone courts for pickleball and food and beverage. Um, it is a trend that's not going away. Um, We sell memberships on it. Uh, They are, as I said, loud and proud. And so um, they're demanding. (laughs) They're very social and it's growing um, beyond anything else. We are also going to be a licensee of recovery, um, a recovery studio um, and self-care wellness. Uh, I think, you know, as as far as the fitness industry, the more that we can partner with medicine and I know we've been saying this for like 20 years now, but it is really the forefront of um, my mind and um, the way that we can partner with concierge medicine, um, look into various options beyond recovery um, and pain management. So I think that is our primary focus, um, pickleball and recovery and Um, different modalities to help our members, um, you know, with their pain management and longevity this year.
0: Um, Joe and Frank, you kind of talked about the areas that haven't rebounded as quickly um, in 2022. What programs at your facilities are thriving? Which ones are very popular among your members? And what do you think will carry on into 2023? Joe, you talked a little bit about pools. Do you want to go into that?
3: Well, the pool programming has uh, has grown, you know, and most of the people who do the pool programming are the seniors. So uh, that's 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 really exceeded expectations as far as the um, the number. You know, we have quite a few different programs. So when you take programs like Pilates, Pilates is is back up there again. We have the Tribe program. The Tribe has gone to where it was. CrossFit has gotten or exceeded. You know where it is. We have another program called X-Force Body, and that's exceeded where we were at previously. So I said, except for the the personal training, um, and I said, we offer a lot of options. Uh, I'm not going to accept that that's why the personal training numbers are down, because we're probably at about 70, 75% of where we were, but we were at pretty good numbers previously. So
1: we'll keep working on that. Frank, what other programs are you doing while your facility? Yeah, I think similar to, to Joe, a lot of the things he described there are, are doing great for us. But I think one of the big reasons of our success uh, historically and really what got us through COVID were our paddle and racket sports. I mean, tennis was just uh, uh, continued to be our number one business. Um, the, those members were sticky. Uh, for us, and those members uh, stayed with us uh, strong through COVID, and that those programs have just continued to, um, to to really thrive. So, continue to to enhance those programs and grow those, and then pickleball is an extension of that. Outside of that, the fitness side, uh, just as you heard uh, others talk about, but uh, you know we've invested in our strength equipment, and and we've seen that uh, you know really just. I wouldn't necessarily call that a program. It's just an offering of of the fact that we've got great facility with great strength equipment and, and a great spot for people to, to invest in, in their health there. So I, I think that's um, uh, been a big enhancement for us over the last 12 to 18 months.
0: Yeah. Uh, Share So, Are there any programs that stick out at your facilities that have been popular?
4: Um, definitely racket sports. I echo uh, Frank's sentiment. Uh, racket sports is just, Continues to be um, the most popular uh, in our club. Um, our training um, has come back. We didn't lose anyone um, from COVID because, again, we weren't closed for that um, long. And so the relationships that our members have built over the years continue to thrive. And um, so we're back uh, to normal levels there. Same with Group Back um aquatics is great um we didn't see the growth that joe did you know it's kind of um, it's been the same it's back to pre-covid levels but racket sports beyond anything else has grown tremendously um and it was it was going and it was dying you know our numbers were um really decreasing before covid um and so we were changing a lot of the programming things so that's why we're investing in in racket sports now. I saw anything you like to add.
2: Uh, I have more of a narrow offering. So so not as much to talk about, but fortunately personal training did kind of bounce back pretty quickly. And right now we're, we're back to record numbers. Um, That did take a while. A lot of the X's and O's that everyone's familiar with, you know, it was hard to find people and over time getting good management in there and getting a team of personal trainers. So you have a a full availability in the calendar. So when people want to do that that first workout, whatever it is you call, there, there's availability in the calendar for whenever they can come into the gym. And so that's that's been very helpful.
0: Um, the past three years, the industry has experienced a lot of different challenges. What challenges do you think are going to be pre- prevalent in 2023? I know we didn't see the pandemic coming really. So it's hard to always say, but Sherry, you mentioned the economy. Do you think that's going to be something to watch in 2023?
4: Uh, Yes, I do. Definitely. Um, You know, I mean, everyone's speaking about the recession. So uh, the economy is definitely something to watch. Um, You know, how will your club bounce back from, you know, a recession and really, you know, if you haven't started looking at that, you should and what you should do to um, make sure you have enough cash reserves. I mean, similar to the pandemic, um, it could hit clubs really, really badly, um, because people start uh, investing in other things. But the good side of a recession could be that they invest in their health, and they you know, start really putting money towards their health, as well as any, any type of therapies or, um, you know, pain management solutions or anything like that, because if COVID has shown us anything, it's that you have to invest in your health beyond anything else. A lot of people are um, skittish because of the stock market. um, And so they're looking to invest in other things and what, um, you know, what a perfect solution, Uh, you know, obviously we would want them to invest in their health.
0: Joe, what about you? What challenges do you think are going to lie ahead for 2023?
3: I think, you know, it's kind of interesting that the, member, the members have become a lot more nitpicky on everything. I mean, it's it's, it's amazing because we're working on everything always. Um, but it's even like a lady came to me and we had a petition because of a fan in Group X when, that uh, they like the angle of the, van, of the fan. So I just sit down with her and talked with her and said, we can make the adjustment on that fan. I'm like, sure maybe it maybe just kind of slipped down a little bit. And uh, Anyway, that's what we're seeing. Because, I mean, I, we use Medallia. I'm sure a lot of you use, use Medallia. And um, so we get to go through these things uh, each and every day. I mean, obviously, too, there's a, a lot of new competitors out there. So it's, once again, how do I... I mean, we are always working on the facilities, how we can make the facilities better. And but I still have to go back to the staff. I have to make sure I have the best staff in every single area, you know, of our of our company. And and we're we're real close to being where we want to be. Well, I guess we'll never be where we want to be, but we're close to where we need to be right now. So
0: what about you?
2: Um, to, to kind of go off of that last point about competition, you know, you never know what they're going to do or what they do with prices, but, you know, I kind of noted down and if, for those of us who've read uh, purple cow by Seth Godin, you just, you know, how can we be a purple cow? How can we be remarkable, you know, literally worth remarking on and have people tell their friends about us? Because if we're just advertising or out there doing, you know, handing out flyers, handing out guest passes, it's, you know, we're a gym too. So how can you be different? And as frustrating as it may be and as much grief as we'd like to give them, Planet Fitness is a purple cow. Hey, it's just 10 bucks a month. They give away pizza. They've got the bagels. It's not even a gym. We're talking about them. And so I'm not saying we should be Planet Fitness, but we should be remarkable. And that's one of the things that we're, we're definitely focused on. And the other point, you know, Joe made is the consumer. The consumers continue to evolve. There are big companies out there pushing consumers. To different expectations you know I, i'm in new york city we we barely go grocery shopping anymore we to open up our phone and hit a few buttons and then it just gets delivered to our door so the expectations are changing being able to i think blair said last week on the you know blair's pov unsubscribing and subscribing should be easy it's easy for netflix it's easy for spotify why do i have to come into your health club and get a piece of paper and have someone like talk to me about canceling so how, how do we how we serve our business while serving this evolving customer? I think is is one of the challenges
0: ahead. Frank, what about you? What do you have to add?
1: Yeah, so a couple of points. I think Share touched on it, right? I mean, it, uh, the the cash, the, the the challenges of the economy, all those things are are concerns. I think what's different about looking at 2023 versus the last three years is it's not crisis management. It's really back to uh, I know the concern I had before uh, COVID was managing margin, constantly trying to improve uh, that margin, and uh, and then it goes back to all those things that Joe and Asof just just mentioned, right? Of of hiring great people, trying to uh, differentiate yourself in the marketplace. One of the great quotes uh, that I I kind of follow is I have. One of my best friends is is a guy named Bill Dillard. He runs Dillard's department stores, and he talks about the the retail business. and And in a lot of ways, I think we're in the retail and hospitality business. Um, is is that you're doing a hundred things, and in those hundred things, you're trying to just be one percent better in all those hundreds thing hundred things, and they that all adds up, right? And so. I think those are the challenges that we have ahead of us is we've got to just try to be 1% better in everything we're doing uh, every day, and, and that will make the difference. But it's not the crisis management that we just experienced with COVID, but you've got to be in a great position in a lot of different areas uh, to weather the storms that, that I think are ahead of us.
0: Kind of going off of that instead of challenges what opportunities lie ahead for 2023 i know we kind of touched on racket sports and recovery are there other areas that operators should really look in investing that are kind of big and share we'll start with you on this one
4: um i think you know people want to be together more than ever I, i've said this before i mean covid Although we were closed for um, only a certain period of time, you know, our members were just so happy to be with each other um, when they came back. And we had a grand opening event uh, when we finished phase two, which was the huge phase of our renovation. And, you know, almost a thousand people came. I mean, it was just people wanted to be together. They wanted to interact. You know, they um, want that socialization. Um, again, you know, and continued. So I think that is a priority for us to continue um, having events and parties and things like that for them. Um, They're really searching for ways to interact and continue to do that and know how important it is.
1: Frank? Yeah, uh, again, I'll I'll echo that, right? I think I've always said that uh, as I just mentioned, we're in the hospitality business. I think uh, what differentiates us is that we're selling community. I think a Asaf's founder uh, talks about Crunch Fitness that way, is that, you know, you, you don't need us for fitness. You don't need any of our facilities or any of our people for fitness. But what we do provide is that place together, that place to uh, experience uh, something together and a place together, uh, you know, to, to share community. So, uh, I think that's uh, what's huge for us uh, yeah. on top of all the other things that we've, we've mentioned is that we've just got to continue to create that opportunity to, to uh, have community and, and human interaction.
0: Asaf, what about you? What do you think are the opportunities for
2: 2023? Uh, again, to, to you know follow Frank, uh, one of the most impactful books I've ever read is called Competing Against Luck. And that's, that's what we're talking about now is innovation and trends. And so in there, they talk about the jobs theory, the theory of jobs to be done, you know, how we're serving our people. And they label the progress they're trying to make is, you know, functional, but then also social and emotional. So that functional progress, getting, getting fit, getting well, you can do in many different ways, but where we really come in is that social and emotional piece and connection. So more important than ever. I, I had a, something written down that's kind of I know enough only to be dangerous, but anyone here on ChatGPT tried that uh, artificial intelligence platform yet? It's artificial intelligence is bananas and it's coming. And so ChatGPT is uh, a platform where you can type something in and artificial intelligence will answer you. And I put in this morning, I'm 38 years old and want to gain muscle. Give me a back workout. And it just gives me a program. Actually, interestingly, the first thing it says back is, I don't know enough about your preferences and your individual needs to give you a a prescription, please talk to a personal trainer, which I thought was lovely. And then the next thing is give me a sample and it will give it to you. So I don't know that we're there yet, but I can see a situation pretty soon where people are coming in with the program that a computer told them. And so rather than fight against this, how do we, how do we ride that wave? How do we, you know, advertise to, like, bring in your artificial intelligence program and talk to one of our trainers about how to actually use these pieces to get that done. Um, These things are coming. I'm not exactly sure how to make it all come together, but it'll certainly be interesting.
0: Yeah, I think technology, especially in, like, the metaverse and AI is definitely something to watch as it continues to evolve. Joe, what about you? What opportunities do you think lie ahead?
3: First of all, stop! are you going to start selling milkshakes in the morning when your members leave so you get the job to be done?
2: How uh, great is that, right? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't know what all the things are. I mean, I, I look at my opportunities and my biggest my biggest club is 80,000 square feet. And I have a 6,000 square foot outdoor training area that's covered and all. And um, we're working on adding about 11,000 more square feet to it when I was talking with Rudy, he goes, well, what do you want to do with it? I said, I think about 3,500 square feet of it will be a spa. Um, So we could actually add some more of those recovery components like hyperbaric chambers and cryo and stuff where there would be people there to help people, you know, do those kind of things. And he said, well, what are you going to do with all the rest of it? I said, I don't have a clue right now. And he said, well, that's okay. Because if I have it, at least I know it'll force us to start thinking of what the other opportunities are out there. So when I look at that, I said the spa is a, I think would be a normal thing to add to our facilities. Um, when we talk about recovery, I, I mean, I, I'm just kind of looking to see what's happening out there, you know, with the cryo chambers and with the, um, the hyperbaric chambers. I really do believe they have some great opportunities. Um, but this is all this, these are the things I'll be studying to see what direction you know we'll be going.
0: Yeah, if I know one thing, there isn't a lack of options that we can invest in in the industry. There's always something new popping up every day, it seems. So, um, you all kind of talked about how everything's kind of trending up at your facilities. What are you most excited about at your facility for the next year? Kind of what initiatives are you implementing or what are you looking forward to the most? And Frank, we'll start with you on this one.
1: Yeah, I'm a broken record there, right? I mean, I've already talked about it. It's all pickleball. Um, uh, And, and, you know, look, I joke about that, but I have a group of about 20 guys uh, that meet uh, twice a week at 5am and we play from 5am to 7am. We play this incredibly competitive pickleball. And so I think that's just uh, uh, a demonstration of how, um, how rapidly I think that that opportunity is for us. And we've got a large community there, but outside of that, the normal day-to-day of the club uh, it is again, back to, to building community, just continuing to do those little things. Uh, I love Joe's story about the member and the fan. I mean, hundreds of opportunities that come to us every day right the fans the fans not right the towels aren't right or uh or something's awesome and and it's an opportunity to interact with the members and just try to keep getting better uh every day uh to to continue to have these these great facilities and organizations uh, that last uh generations and so it's exciting to to see that going forward
0: Cher, what about you? I know you have a major renovation going on, so that's probably one thing you're looking forward to.
4: <laughs> looking forward to be done for a few months. We probably uh, will start our pickleball facility in March. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to um, that and completion and everything looking nice and no sheetrock dust and all that. Um, but I think, yeah, pickleball, I'm very excited about that and I, really excited about the recovery. Um, I think you know if you haven't read the book Life Force by Tony Robbins or um Lifespan by David Sinclair, um that is the future of I don't think medicine. I think um it's really the future of the uh, fitness industry and what we can do to help our members um, live longer, uh, live well and um, partner with concierge medicine if necessary on the medical side, but, you know, I'm excited to offer them something um, that we never have before, you know, in a new way. Um, as Joe mentioned, hyperbaric chamber, cryotherapy, PEMF therapy, um, cryo skin, you know, IV therapy, vitamin shots, all, all of the above. And then to continue, um, we did a survey recently and I was shocked, but the most um, concern that our members have is hair loss, and so we're adding um, something for that too. And that was like shocking to me. Um, but
1: just solve but- it, chair. Yeah. See if you can solve hair loss. I mean, that would be awesome, right? So.
4: <laughs> yeah, to regrow hair. So I know that you know, just new things um, are excited, exciting for me. I've been in the fitness industry for over 25 years. So this is just a whole new frontier, I guess. Awesome. saw. what about you? What are you looking forward to?
2: It's, it's hard to follow that. I'm not solving hair loss just yet. Um, so I, I am refreshing two of my three clubs, putting in some more uh, dumbbells and some lifting platforms, getting rid of some of the cardio. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, we're doing something called the Love Program. L-O-V-E. So live our values every fill in the blank, every moment, every every interaction, every day. Uh, and that's connected to how we cancel memberships and how we refund payments for non-use. We just deal with so much friction for, hey, I'm here to cancel. Okay, but you're you're 26 days before your next payment. And so we'll just charge you now. And I'm trying to say, guys, let's try just not doing that at all. Let's just waive that next payment or refund one month, whatever it is to just actually live our values. We, we try to have a member's first mindset. It doesn't really feel like having a member's first mindset. If, uh, you know, Taylor, your, your bill is coming up in 28 days, so I'll just charge you now and you have access to the rest of the month you paid for. That's not what they're looking for. So um, maybe I'll let you guys all know that was a terrible idea and we, uh, we, we took it away, but I, I think it's something we're going to be all in on and looking forward to uh, seeing if that serves people better. And then I also wrote down bringing back salespeople. I use bringing back in quotes because we never really had them as an HVLP model. But uh, you know, to, to what Joe is talking about with a great team, you know, th- this is not a field of dreams. You don't just build it and they come. We we have to sell the membership and make sure we sell the right membership. They know the amenities. They're, they're using the amenities they're they're paying for. So looking forward to upgrading our team to be legitimate salespeople who get compensated that way and uh, sell that way.
0: Awesome, Joe. What about you?
2: Well, you
3: know, another another area, I mean, big area that we're looking at is uh, how to raise additional revenues, um, because, I mean, I know, well, in Florida, you know, every year they raise the uh, minimum wage and by a dollar. And every time that change occurs, it increases my payroll, a one hundred thousand dollars. So at the end of the of time, our payroll will be up six hundred thousand dollars, you know, from that little change that they they make so a big thing with us is how do we how do we increase rates without all of a sudden you know getting to the point where we're prohibitive in costs in our area and so we've gone through a lot of work in that area looking at our starting fees little adjustments we can make that we we bill every two weeks small increases that we're doing uh with that you know we i don't know about the rest of you guys but we never had a credit card fee that Convenience fee that everybody has now. And uh, for us, it's, uh, well, it costs us about 300000 a year in those fees. And um, now we're just adding those right back to the uh, to the membership. So little changes to be able to raise revenues without it making it look like we made huge changes, you know, to anything that we're doing. So that's a huge part of it.
0: Kind of going off of revenue and expenses, I want to go back and kind of talk about the economic uncertainty that's kind of looming. Um, Inflation, cost of living, everything's kind of high right now. How should operators be preparing for this? Um, I know you all might not have all the answers, but any insights you can share. And Asaf, I'll start with you.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think you're right. If If we had all the answers, you know, we would certainly share them. But I did note down, I think, like us raising prices early on, I think a lot of different vendors and partners and just people all around our network of of expenses baked these price increases in expectation of inflation and part of inflation. So I think it's always a good time to go back to all your, your vendors and partners and just, you know, ask, see if there's a discount there, see if there's some way to help out. I mean, even if it's the the cable bill, internet bill, or remove some cable boxes, put up show in instead. It's, I don't think you're gonna find one thing that just makes all that margin back, but but taking it back in little bits in many different places will, will certainly add up.
0: Joe, what about you? What advice do you have?
2: Um, well,
3: <laughs> I've been in the industry I know longer than anybody, And uh, I've been through a lot more different things. And, you know, when I started in the industry, I my first five years, I worked for six health clubs. I went bankrupt. And um, I was fortunate to come across a little book, and some of you may have read it, called The Richest Man in Babylon. And it was about that thick. And the thing I learned about it was the value of saving money. And once I read that book, every time I got a paycheck, I took 10% of it, put it in the bank. And um, I started when I had about, 12 cents but uh that book changed everything about my financial situation over the years so we can all get hit by things that just like we know we just got hit by something that nobody could see is will phillips used to always say he goes just remember there's a there's a silver bullet in outer space and it's aimed right at the back of your head and it's going to hit you when you're not looking so you got to prepare for it in advance so i would say the most important thing is a Save money so that when you get hit by something that's real challenging, you don't have to like change everything about your life, about your business to be able to uh, to deal with it. So when we got hit with it, I wasn't even concerned about how long we'd be closed down. I realized it gave us the opportunity to do a year's worth of fixing up in the club that we wanted to do in those two months that we were uh, shut down. So I'd say prepare.
0: Probably great advice. <laughs>
1: Frank, what about you? Yeah, I I just add to that, right? I mean, I think some of the routine exercises that we do, we're constantly going through our kind of repetitive monthly expenses. Um, You know, I I joke all the time that sometimes there's a $10 Spotify subscription on there and it's like, well, do we really need that $10 Spotify subscription, right? And, And so it's those simple little things of just constantly reviewing those repetitive monthlies that may be out there and. Um, we do that about twice a year. Uh, then back on the revenue side, we're constantly looking at evaluating and raising our prices. We constantly raise our dues every year. Uh, and we do that pretty much on all of our services. So the challenge is Joe talked about with minimum wage and just inflationary pressure. We're trying to keep up with that, uh, just, uh, periodically, um, in, in managing expenses, uh, um, and, and trying to move revenue. You know, Asaf also mentioned AI, right? I think that you're seeing that in all industries. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how AI plays out and automates uh, the ability to uh, help us maybe reduce labor costs uh, uh, going forward. All that to be said is that we're still are providing that human connection, that place where people want to meet and, and engage with people. So it's an interesting balance. I think that, that, uh, We'll see over the next five, 10 years as as this stuff really rapidly takes off. But look, I think the the day in day out financial discipline of managing expenses and managing revenues uh, is is there, and you just got to constantly be be on top of that. So it's something that I spend a lot of my time doing, and my controller does, and 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 we're we're you know hopefully on top of it. I'm, I'm more excited about that now than ever, and I think that that COVID the crisis management of COVID has has helped us in in that process. So, Good.
4: chair, what about you? Um, yes, definitely echo what everyone says. Uh, make sure you have a strong cash reserve and always put money away, as Joe said. Um, make sure you know we had to in this process of um, repaying for our renovation on campus. We went through a forecast process and with banks, several banks. And um, so learned a lot there um, about making sure that you're forecasting um, the way hospitality businesses do. You know, we constantly forecast on the hotel side of what business is going to be like and what our expenses are going to be. So we we function that way in that club and the spa as well to make sure that we're looking at everything, um, every expenditure, every revenue point. And we raise, as Frank said, we raise our dues every year. Um, and it's an expectation from the beginning uh, in the sales process that we will raise dues every year. Um, but as Joe said, it's, it's like, when do you reach that peak? And how far can you go with that? We really don't know. Um, we really don't know how high we can go. Um, and, but COVID taught us, us anything, it's to make sure that you don't spend frivolously. A dollar saved is a dollar earned.
0: And um,
4: I think we should always, you know, um, whether it's good times or bad, make sure that we're watching our expenses and um, making sure the revenues are there to spend money. If there's anything I've learned just
0: over the course of the pandemic working in this industry, it's that this industry can handle it. Like everyone's very good at adapting and overcoming. So I have a lot of faith. Going into the next point, um, we kind of talked about consumer habits a little bit earlier, but I'm interested to know what demographics are you seeing in your facilities and has it changed since the pandemic? Um, I know there's a statistic out that Gen Z makes up like majority of um, the fitness market consumers right now. Are you seeing that at your facilities? Do you have a wide range? And Joe, let's start with you.
3: I think they they were the first group to start coming back, right? Because they weren't afraid like so many people were. And I mean, one thing I noticed, because I have facilities in some different areas, especially with the boutiques. if if I I have a location in a more liberal area, it was slower coming back. In a more conservative area, it was stronger coming back. And uh, so I think with uh, those, with, those things, you know, we just kept focusing on, okay, how do we just create the best experience we can create, so that, that really hasn't changed at all. And one thing, Frank, though, I've been waiting this whole time for that your window to drop down and the shotgun to go out the window. What's going on over there?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I'm trying to be considerate, Joe, of, of the panelists and the participants. So, uh, but you know, it could happen. So,
0: <laughs> uh, Joe, you mentioned that you're seeing a lot of the pool programming coming back and it's older people in that. Are you seeing um, kind of that older demographic return?
3: Well, it, as I was saying, initially it was the young. There was no doubt. Um, But as time goes on, I mean, I just was talking to a woman the other day. She said, I'm finally back. It's been two years. And I finally came back. So I know they're doing it. My my biggest fear with a lot of them is that they got so comfortable not exercising. They just kind of got in the total habit of not exercising. But at some point, I think those people who did it once have to get sick and tired of the position that they they put themselves in. So I we're starting to see a lot more of the older members coming back. It's funny because the group, when I talk about with the pool program, I mean, they truly are seniors. And um, I think they needed some more, I think they needed the camaraderie that they always needed. And um, so that's probably what drew them back. We're talking about mainly the group, say 50 to 65 in there that was slower but they're all coming back now. So, you know, I know like a stop in the beginning, you were talking about, you know, getting rid of cardio equipment and stuff like that. And, and, you know, the, th- the way I look at all these things is, you know, I'm not ready to say this is a permanent change. So we didn't take out any cardio equipment and there'll be times when all the cardio equipment is full again. So I think the thing that we have to watch out for is not moving too fast because of a, change that may have occurred that could be temporary and um so i am just we'll just kind of keep waiting it out and just keep uh doing the best we can do and 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 another component of all this too and i know it's true for all of you guys is is really really we, we stay well connected with the community with all different things related to the community because i think that's where we give our community the confidence that we're that we're a good place to be at that they don't have to be afraid, afraid of us as a business. So that's the other area that we'll be, that we're working in to keep raising that awards.
0: Thanks, Jill.
4: Cher, what about you? What demographics
0: are you seeing at your facility? Well,
4: um, our average age is 54. So because of our high price point, um, we do have a junior membership, um, but it's still expensive um to belong and it is you know we saw um a lot of our older members come back right away uh we did a lot on the front end to make sure that we were sending out communication um that we were safe and what we were doing and things like that Um, but again we have an older population um our demographics has gotten younger we are selling a lot more younger memberships um, so it's gone down a little bit but our our young people um, I guess what we saw is that that kind of middle as Joe said the 50 to, to 65 um, didn't come back right away it was either you're really really young and your 20s came back or really older <laughs> so it's kind of weird now it's just balanced out we're back to normal um, demographics and hoping to attract more younger, um, younger families. Great. What about you?
1: Yeah, I think pretty normal for us. Uh, I mean, all the things you just heard Sharon Joe mentioned as the pandemic kind of uh, progressed, but the last year or so it's been very normal. If anything, we've gone younger. Uh, But, uh, but again, a lot of our older members and and older demographic are, are, are there. So, But I do think we've done a nice job of kind of that 18 to 30 year old uh, member that that maybe we had a little bit of a gap in at our facilities, Um, and um, and but but it's we're 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 kind of all things to all people, so we get them when they're babies to to when they die, right? And so uh, we get them at all all levels.
0: Awesome, Asaf.
2: Um. Yeah, to echo what everyone's saying, it's skewed a little bit younger for some time. It seems to be balancing out now. What I see more so is not in terms of the sign up or the membership, but where they're going. And we do observe more, you know, pardon my painting with a broad brush, but women and young women on the squat racks on the Olympic lifting platforms, you know, using functional movements and uh not just in the group fitness room, but out there in the high-intensity interval training classes. So that's that's definitely picked up. And the other end- there are no, I don't know about for your facilities, but the other trend I wrote down was tripods, tripods, man, people are bringing in tripods to the gym and they're recording their workouts. Everybody's a content creator now. And I think, like I said before, rather than try and stop that wave, how do we ride that wave? So, you know, obviously if they're, you know, not letting people walk in front of them and stuff like that, we want to, you know, manage the culture of the club, but this is what's going to be happening. So how do we you know, make selfie corners and, and change the lighting so that it's more conducive to their their TikToks and just walk by and be like, hey, tell them where you're working out and, and see what they do with it.
0: I feel like I can speak on this because I am in the Gen Z generation technically. Um, but just like being on TikTok itself, the amount of videos I see, just it's like free branding for the facilities because you see the giant logo in the background. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I've actually had Gainesville TikToks pop up in my feed and I'm in Louisville, Kentucky. So it's crazy. Um, we're almost out of time. So I want to give you all one last opportunity um, to just go around. And if there's one final piece of advice you can share on trends and what to watch for next year, what will it be? And Frank, I'm going to start with you.
1: I don't know. I'm so distracted. Cher talked about hair loss and I'm with my 23 year old son and he, he he's a really respectful kid. He calls me cue ball. And so I'm, I'm just totally sidetracked uh, by all of that. And so I don't know, I'm excited about uh shares hair growing trend or uh so anyway, uh, no. Look, I think uh, for us, it's pickleball and recovery. Those continue to be the the hot topics for us. But excited about twenty three and 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 Taylor. Thank you guys for all that you guys do at Peak Media to support our industry and 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 provide a, an opportunity like this.
0: Thank you. I feel like I need to come to Arkansas and play pickleball with you now. Yes. Asaf, what I, about I'm, you?
1: I'm not very oh. nice playing pickleball, by the way. I play a pretty ugly, aggressive game. So just forewarn you. <laughs>
0: I got a competitive side. I'll, I'll be okay. Asaf, what about you?
2: Um, I noted down, uh, you know, we're talking about uh, trends and innovation. and What are we going to do? What are we going to change? I just wrote down, don't forget to scrape the barnacles. I forget exactly where that that comes from, but it's what should we stop doing also? Not just what are we adding, but to take the time to think about, what no longer serves us like frank mentioned go through your expenses and what software don't we need anymore don't we use uh we do something called the start stop keep so once a week we ask a random team member what should we start doing what should we stop doing and what do we keep doing i think that that provides a lot of good feedback um and i was just talking to one of the managers the other day said you know come literally come outside of the club make it like you're putting on a different hat like change your persona you know, you're the guy that's going to write a report to me. like, And then go back in the club with those fresh eyes. What do you see? What signage should we change? So come at it with fresh eyes to the extent you can. And uh, don't forget to think about what you should stop doing as well.
0: Good advice. Share? <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm distracted by this We <laughs> oh, Yeah, going to Salt hair loss. Um, but uh, you know, to leave you with, just what we continue to strive to do is uh, make sure that we're adding value for our members and anything that they're doing outside of our club. Hopefully we can bring in um, to keep the at club longer to keep their enjoyment going. Uh, and also I, constantly, I echo what everyone said. Staff is important, really important. Um, you know, for, find out what's, what's important, continuing um, to find out what's important to them. It's not always compensation. Um, you know, and I look forward to doing that. I've been out of the business a lot with the renovation, and I look forward to being back in the building, period, um, and concentrating on what's important. Joe, we'll end with you.
3: Well, I'm just, I'm, I always go back to being brilliant at the basics. I mean, and what that means is every aspect of the club being perfectly clean, even the outdoors, the parking lot, everything. So when people walk into the club, they have a good experience keeping the club, not only clean, but all the equipment perfectly maintained. Then everything starts moving over to the staff, which means the staff has to follow the standards, You know, that means the way they dress, their hair, their beards, everything. Um, Because I really do work towards every aspect of the club being perfect. I mean, I know I'll never get there, but I'm going to keep working, you know, towards it. So everything for us is still the basics, because even though we always look at what's next and trying to figure out what's next, um, between now and what's next can be quite a while all that other stuff is all the in-between stuff so that the goal is to make it, the greatest, as I said a few minutes ago, the greatest experience possible. Because as I tell my staff, nobody compares us with other health clubs. They compare us with the best businesses. So we have to have the standards of the best. And that's what we we'll continue to uh, to keep working on. And I could just add this too, and, and I've been here talk about it, and that's um, Online sales, how hard, you know, we're working on the online sales, um, which seems to be growing, you know, fairly, fairly well. Uh, That's a that's a big thing, too, that we keep working on and also to set up everything. um, So just like our membership was just continuous, continuous setting up every single one of our programs. So when you're in it, it never expires unless you tell us that you want to get out of the program.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you all so much for taking time out of your day to talk to me. Um, This is our last Thought Leaders panel of 2022, which is crazy. Um, If you have a topic you want us to cover in 2023, you can send those ideas to me at Taylor at Peak Media. And I hope everyone has a great holiday season and a great
3: 2023. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas.